Richmond, the home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. So McAuliffe hates private schools and your choice. Well, unless it's an abortion. I can't wait to share that with you coming up in the program. And defund police is the Democratic playbook. And we'll discuss that and McAuliffe's race with former Speaker of the House of Virginia, Delegate Kirk Cox, is going to join us. And COVID, the excuse to change the voter laws in Virginia, it's happening. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio, as the Founding Fathers intended, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is not here this week. We're still recovering from a summer of pain and suffering, but Richard has a phenomenal attitude about it, and uh, he's getting better every day. Believe it or not, he is. He's getting better every single day, and yesterday I talked to him, and he was able to make it uh, 20 feet without huffing too much and puffing. So prayers for Richard as we continue to be the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Glad you're with us. Check us out at mojo50.com, mojo50.com. You click on the shows, takes you directly to the Lee Brothers and a link to us. Of course, we archive our shows. You got links to us there as we are in a heated battle here in Virginia, the uh, bellwether state for the direction of the country. Virginia's interesting uh, color is... uh, it's actually very blue, mainly because of three counties that surround Washington, D.C., and why wouldn't they be? I mean, these people, they, they, they live uh, by the taxpayer of America. They live by the largesse of government, a government that is smaller, expended back to you in the 50 republics would be bad for them. They would take a pay cut. So why wouldn't they vote for every Democrat that comes forward? I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. Let let every uh, employee of government not vote. See what happens. In fact, if that was, should be, if you are on the government handout, if you get a government check, a government uh, uh, help at all, I don't think you should vote. If you are work for the federal government, you shouldn't vote. <laughs> the outrage. Oh, Scott Lee, you're a tyrant. Uh, really question whether we have created a a class, a permanent class of uh, big government people who love it. And then we have a politicians who cater to it, which is essentially what this show will be about for the next two hours. Glad you're with us. Hey, we uh, Check us out at theleebrothers.com and mojo50.com. There's a great video there, My Life Jacket Mandatory. My Life Jacket Should Be Mandatory. We'll talk about that coming up in the uh, second hour. We're going to talk about COVID chaos. Catch-up ketchup can only be dispensed by request in California if you are out to eat. In other words, if the restaurant gave you ketchup and you didn't ask for it, there is a fine. I'll share that fine with you coming up in the program. And Fauci says, give up on individual liberty. Oh, come on, there's a pandemic going on. There's really not. But if, imagine if Washington, George Washington, had that point of view while we were fighting the Revolutionary War. Smallpox killed a third of Americans, and now we have a disease that kills 0.002%. And we, and we have to give up individual liberty. Thank you, Fauci. If you for a second thought COVID had no, uh, was just a purely a disease, a, a virus, it's not. It's an excuse. It's, it's the opportunity for big government elitists to really embrace it like never before. I mean, this is the time to change things. 
COVID has given them power they will never give up, despite every contradictory statement they've ever said, including Fauci. This is a time to expand everything we possibly wanted, including how to vote. In Virginia, there's a county who has signed a petition to the government, to, to the governor. It's actually a request. It's a waive the absentee ballot witness request. Fairfax County Board of Supervisors voted this week to send a letter to ask Governor Ralphie Northam, who is either blackface or pointy white hat, to waive the witness signature requirement for mail-in ballots that are to be cast next month in our election. Can you believe this? Why, does anyone ever ask why we have a witness signature on an absentee ballot? There's a reason why it's there. The Board of Supervisors in Fairfax County, bordering Washington, D.C., voted 9-1 to one to send the letter to Governor Ralph Northam. 9-1. to one. You are being selfish. I forgot that part. Being selfish because we're demanding that the laws of the land, that the absentee ballot, have two signatures. The voter and a witness. Nine to one, Fairfax County Board of Supervisors said, that's not fair. You can't make people get a witness to prove who they are. The board's only Republican supervisor, Pat Heredi, Heredi, is it Heredi or Heredi? Heredi, cast a lone vote against the motion. Describe the proposal as a blow to election integrity. Well, sure it is, but that's the goal, isn't it? That's exactly the goal. COVID has allowed us to destroy election integrity. Why not? Now you can't go to a ballot place and vote anymore. You, you got to have all this early voting and vote whenever you want. And we'll have China print our ballots for us and flood the country with them. And there's no problems there at all. All because of COVID. This is exactly what the Democrats want. This is the Democratic Party. Nine to one. There's the, lone Demo, the lone Republican said, no, this is ridiculous. Does every Democrat lost their mind in this country? Why can't Democrats just like higher taxes like they used to years ago? Why do they now have to do stupid stuff like this? Is there a single Democrat who actually says, you know what, it's a good idea that we have a witness? Otherwise, without it, it does destroy election integrity. The Board of Supervisors Chairman McKay, Jeff McKay, Proposing the letter said the waiving the witness signature requirement would prevent a rise in COVID-19 infections. Um, you know, you think about this. If that's true, let, let's just say it's true. Let's just grant McKay, the chairman of the Board of Supervisors in Fairfax County, he's right. To get, this is so ridiculous to even grant the, the facts on that. Okay, let's grant it. It does spread COVID infections. So then why don't you suggest another way to do it instead of eliminating the need for it, if you think it's true? Now, we've granted it's true, but let's take it back for a second. No longer is that true. It's complete garbage. Remember, there's such things as masks. I thought you Board of Supervisors people in Fairfax were wearing masks. I thought masks were the answer. I thought masks negate the spreading of the virus. I thought masks work. Don't you believe in science? You're telling me the person who wants an absentee ballot who wants to have someone else sign it, has to be standing right next to them. And if they are, they're wearing a mask. They're safe. They're not spreading the virus because of the signature on the 
on the uh, ballot. How about the voter sign the absentee ballot, slide it across the table, get up and step back seven to eight feet, then have the witness sign? You mean people aren't smart enough to figure out how to not spread COVID and have the absentee? No, because this is the view of elitists. The, the Board of Supervisors in Fairfax County are elitists. You are a dumb surf peasant. You don't know how to sep- keep yourself safe. You may not even wash the pen you're signing. You may not wear a mask when appropriate. You don't know how to self-distance. You're an idiot. Unless the government steps in and says you don't have to have an absentee ballot anymore, then we won't have spreading of COVID. You see the premise of everybody on the left? Nine to one. Nine Democrats want this waived. The Republicans said this is about election integrity. We're not getting rid of election integrity because there's a virus that people know how to protect themselves from. By the way, what is it, 70% of, of Virginians are vaccinated? And the others have probably already had COVID, so they're immune to it. More so than the vaccinated are. This is a small percentage. But we must do it, Scott. Because that way we can get mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, without proof of who they are. And that way we can have unsecure elections because that's the goal. McKay goes on to say, no one should have their ballot rejected because they're unwilling to risk their health and safety to vote. (laughs) Do you remember when we let Iraqis vote in Iraq and they they risked their health and safety to vote? Then they got their their thumb dipped in dye. Remember that? And they held it up and said, not anymore. No more risk for that. You can't ri- risk your life and health and safety to vote. That's what someone's doing with an absentee ballot, sitting in their own house with people they probably live with. Do you realize the people you live with can be the witnesses on the ballot? Do you realize that? You don't have to go out and find some stranger, pull them in off the street, into your house, infect them. Has every Democrat completely done stupid? I would love to hear the, the, the answer to this. Why, why is this an issue? What are the Democrats' real reason? They say it's because of health. It's not. He goes on to say we want the county that promotes voter participation doesn't punish people. Mm. Heredi argued the witness signatures are important. They provide. This is almost laughable, isn't it? We have to have this conversation. The lone Republican says witness signatures are important. They provide another line of defense against voter fraud and have been deemed important enough by the General Assembly that they are reestablished outside the state of emergency. Hmm. It's amazing we have to have this conversation. All right, coming up, seven states push for non-citizen voting. Four states say no. Four? That and much more. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L. Dot com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. 
Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. In the mold of Madison, Jefferson, and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee Brothers. COVID is an opportunity to change things. The Democrats took it. During the siege of Boston in 19, or 19, 1775, smallpox ripped through Washington's troops. He had 12,000 troops surrounded Boston, and he uh, had to deal with smallpox. And uh, he didn't call off the Revolutionary War. He didn't change rules. He simply quarantined the sick. In our country, we quarantine the healthy. We don't even know if you're sick. We'll quarantine everybody. For a, By the way, smallpox killed a third. COVID kills .002. It's outrageous. But Democrats will frame this in every way possible. This is not popular. There's no way this makes sense unless somebody can convince me, but they, they can't. So why would Virginia, a Virginia county, Fairfax county, Send a letter to the governor saying, please waive the absentee witness vote. Because they don't want a secure election. They do not. This is the same party that the first thing they did when they took control in Richmond was eliminate the voter ID requirement to vote. The same party. No wonder this is great. They love this idea. That you can just, anybody can have an absentee ballot and sign it with no proof of anything. So you can't verify. You can never go back to the witness because there is no witness. McKay, who is the chairman of this board of idiots, said last year we expanded voting opportunities in the midst of the pandemic. Yeah, you did because you get away with it. As I said before, this county is still in a state of emergency. Can you imagine what it would be like if we really had a pandemic? What a state of emergency would look like? What would we do differently? Really not a whole lot of anything. Back to his quote, and we should do everything we can to make it easy as possible for our residents to vote. We do. People are voting right now. We have early voting. They can vote whenever they want. We can send them an absentee to their own house and have someone in their own home verify it. That's not easy enough. How about we just have them send us an email vote? Would that be okay with you? How about that for easy? He wants to make it as easy as possible for residents to vote, regardless of what other elected officials falsely say about elections in Virginia. This is dumb. It is dumb. And I don't think there's anyone who disagrees with the dumbness of it. But again, it's COVID isn't about a virus. It's about control at every single level. You'll find out coming down the next hour about Fauci, what he thinks of it. Now you give up your liberty. You give up your individual freedom. I mean, this is, this is a crisis. And we're going to make it a bigger crisis every day on TV and radio and every single way possible. You will understand if you get COVID, you're dead. By the way, just as a little side note, I had a friend of mine who went to a, uh, a funeral this week and came back and six people uh, that he knows, including those in his household, all have COVID. Small cough, 
a uh, little sore throat, not a big deal at all. They all went and got tested. Sure enough, they all have COVID. Here's the interesting point. Every single one of the people who got COVID were vaccinated. Every single one of them. Makes us wonder why we're enforcing mandated vaccinations, if that's the case. It's a completely irrelevant. Seven states pushed to push for non-citizens to vote. Non-citizens. You just show up here. It doesn't matter who you are. You can, in fact, be traveling here from another country and vote. You're a non-citizen. It doesn't matter. You don't need to clarify your commitment to America. You don't need to go through a citizenship process, pledge allegiance to the flag and all that, learn about our country. You can just break through our borders illegally, be wandering around somewhere, and the Fairfax County Board will probably put a ballot in your hand. And don't worry about it getting any kind of verification at all. Don't worry about any voter ID, thanks to Democratic parties in Virginia. But now across the country, there's a push for non-citizens to vote. That makes perfect sense, too. Do you think that's about election integrity? Litigation in Vermont has highlighted the expanding trend of non-citizen voting. Two cities in the state allow it. Municipalities in California, of course, and Maryland also allow non-citizens to vote in local elections. Now, local elections, national elections don't have this opportunity. Darn. I wonder if the Democrats can change that. They allow... uh, these people allow non-citizens to vote don't apply to the national elections for president or Congress, nor to, like, governors or state legislators, only in local elections. It's interesting that this is being pushed by citizens. If you're a citizen of the United States of America, you're a citizen of your city, county, state, how do you feel about people who aren't citizens voting? Why is that acceptable? Wouldn't that negate your vote? Congress passed legislation in 1996 to prohibit non-citizens from voting in federal elections. So that's the good news. I wonder who was running Congress then. It was the Republicans. 14 states did not explicitly prohibit local governments from non-citizens, but they should. A whole list of them, Colorado, California, Maryland, Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, Ohio, and now, here's what's interesting. In 2018, the Republicans adopted a resolution in the House saying that allowing illegal immigrants the right to vote devalues the franchise and diminishes the voting power of United States citizens. Of course it does. Of course it does. That's exactly what it does. So why is there a push to eliminate the signature verification and absentee ballot? Why is there a push to remove voter ID from voting? Why is there a push to allow non-citizens to vote? Why? Because you know how they're going to vote. Everybody who doesn't require an ID can fraudly vote. And who would they vote for if they're voting fraudulently? Who are they going to vote for? Democrats. Democrats are pushing this. Every one of those proposals is pushed by the Democratic Party. If you're a Democrat in the United States of America today, you've got to ask yourself, what is going on? Then you've got to say, who are the Democrats running, and do I want them in office? Terry McAuliffe is running for governor of the Commonwealth. He is a Democrat. He is part of the defund the police Democratic Party. He's part of the vote fraudulently Democratic Party everywhere possible. He's part of take COVID, restrict your freedoms, limit you every way possible. This is the Democratic Party that wants to raise taxes on as many people as possible, never net a a tax... um, 
a tax increase that they didn't enjoy or like or want. You have to ask yourself now, every single time, who is pushing the insanity you're seeing everywhere? Who's pushing the insanity for non-citizens to vote? We know who's doing this. You have an opportunity to vote and convince others how to vote. This is the argument for freedom. Fairfax County, Virginia has identified themselves. There are nine Democrats who want to remove the assurance of an absentee ballot by a witness because of COVID. They do it for one reason, because they're going to get more votes. Fraudulently, there's no other way to take it. All right, coming up, somehow Taylor Swift, yes, the singer, has been injected into politics in Virginia. I'll share that with you in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O, Live Free. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com, and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all the reading. The Lee Brothers. Just outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Just a little disappointed lately. I mean, if you are have any idea of the founding of the country and the principles that were upheld and where they came from, then you would have to embrace Virginia. I mean, Virginia is like all over the, uh, the founding documents, the people who inspired such great liberty. Then we're thinking about actually electing Terry McAuliffe again. He's already been there once. He's going to do it again. Terry McAuliffe released a attack ad on all the, uh, inside the Commonwealth for all those who are thinking about voting for Yunkin. Here's the final straw on Yunkin, by the way. Here's the ad. Did you know that Republican candidate for governor Glenn Yunkin helped to buy Taylor Swift's masters out from the under her when, when he was CEO of Carlisle Group? So this is, an, this is like unbelievable stretch. Oh, no, that's it. I've had it. I, found, I just found out that Glenn Yunkin was involved with the, uh, the buy of master recordings of Taylor Swift and limited her from getting them. I can't, I can't have him as governor. That's it. That's the dividing line, isn't it? People are on the edge. They didn't know to vote for Terry McCullough for Glenn Youngkin. I could see a guy in his 50s struggling, independent guy outside Richmond, maybe in Midlothian, Chesterfield County, you know, thinking about electing either 
or voting for either McAuliffe or Youngkin. He goes, gosh, this is just difficult. Then he opens his Facebook ad. The ad says, did you know the Republican candidate for governor, Glenn Youngkin, helped buy Taylor Swift Masters out from underneath her? And he changes. He's just, I can't. That's it. Last straw. Can't vote. I don't even know if this is true. And if it if it is true, is it, I mean, this is the game changer? I guess this is what Terry McAuliffe was saying. The remaining minutes of the of the uh, voting opportunity, I came along with the best attack yet ever. Taylor Swift, held back by Glenn Youngkin. It's funny how Glenn Youngkin is a Republican. Anyway, so if he's a Republican, he's evil. But now he's really evil. He's a big machine to take down Taylor Swift's master recording and refuse to sell them back to the singer. Several months later, Taylor Swift called on the call to intervene in the deal. And, T- and Youngkin said, I don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's ridiculous. This is for real, right? This is for real. So you have a choice coming up in this election, and I thought it'd be fun to go back in time. What was the governor really like? When he was when Terry McAuliffe was governor, was it good for Virginia? I want to ask the then Speaker of the House, Delegate Kirk Cox, if that was a good idea. Was it a good idea, uh, or what was the consequences of Terry McAuliffe being governor then? And what are they going to be in the future? So I've asked him to join us, and he'll give us an update on this uh, campaign and what it looks like for Glenn Youngkin to be the next governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo50.com. We built this city. Mm hmm. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. And on Liberty, out of Virginia. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol. The Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, friend and brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is uh, Richard Lee. He's not here. He's uh, still recovering from a summer of uh, of difficulty. So pre- please continue to play, pray for Richard Lee as he uh, will be back to make this the only two-headed talk show outside the Capitol. He assured me of that yesterday. You sure me of that, and uh, he's, he's doing better. So Richard at theleebrothers.com is how you reach him, and thank you so much. Hey, check us out. Mojo 5 Radio, mojo50.com. Click on the Lee Brothers takes you to our page. There's a great video there. Why we need a life jacket everywhere we go. Should be mandatory. Mandatory life jackets. You could drown, and a life jacket can't protect you. Well, Scott, I'm not in the water. No, but you could get wet. So wear that life jacket. And... The defund police clip that says everything about the way Democrats think. You'll like this. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. I think you'll you'll uh, enjoy that. All right. Uh, there is a huge election. In fact, you've had your head in the sand. And if you listen to this show, it just has been in the sand. <laughs> you got to pick it up and look around a little bit. There's an election in this uh, this cycle. It's Glenn Youngkin. It's a governor. It's attorney general. And... and um, the uh, lieutenant governor, and a whole host of your House of Delegates and uh, members. So it's a big election here in Virginia. It's also a great bellwether for many people to see the direction of the country. 
Virginia can do that. And I want to have someone on that uh, that has been an amazing um, contributor to the cause here in Virginia. He is a uh, former delegate, former majority leader, and former speaker of the House who worked directly with the then Governor Terry McAuliffe. It's Kirk Cox. He joins me now. Hey, sir. Scott, it's great to be with you, and we are all thinking about Richard. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate that. He'll be glad to hear that. Uh, you have been uh, a member and a guest of this program for well, we've been on the air for eighteen years here in Richmond. So I don't, I don't know if we've been talking it that long, but it certainly feels like it. <laughs> um, I think it's about that long. It's close. I remember when you got hit by a car going in the General Assembly building. We were live on the air in Richmond. That news came across, and we talked about it, how it must have been a Prius or something, or somebody had trying to get do you remember that i do i, I will say this uh, i still made my preparations meeting before i went to the hospital and found out i had two broken ribs but uh tried to try to perform under tough circumstances but yeah i got flipped up in the air i used to always laugh scott that if i could have been that high in basketball <laughs> i could have uh, dunked i could have dunked easily uh so that's it's, crazy when you're up there suspended in the air after you get flipped by a car it's it's, uh, you know it's not going to feel good when you come all the way down. Well, no kidding. But. No kidding. Isn't that true? Well, let, before we get into this, uh, Terry McAuliffe and Youngkin campaign, which you're majorly involved with, you're out campaigning with Youngkin, you, you know Terry McAuliffe better. But before we get there, I just want to say something to you. I haven't had a chance to do this since your essentially retirement from the political world. You're no longer in the General Assembly at all in any form. But I want to thank you for the years of service that you gave this Commonwealth and the common sense thinking that you applied to it all. I, I always found you a great advocate for this this thing that we now refer to as liberty and freedom that's quickly shrinking. And also found you just a great Virginia gentleman. And uh, not only in the way you dealt with politics, but the way you dealt with life. And I would run into you different locations, and you've always been that person. I think we need more of that in politics. It's too bad you're not in it. But I do think you left a legacy of that. And I want to thank you for that. Before you even say anything else, I do want to say that I also enjoyed very much uh, at the different events with you where I had an opportunity to either, either introduce you. I think one time I introduced you during your campaign. I did a little Patrick Henry thing. This was 10 years ago, easily. And uh, yeah. al- always enjoyed um, your, your uh, articulation of conservative principles, which I find lacking so much in the Republican Party. So before we dive into that, I'm not sucking up. I actually find you, uh, and that's all true. I've had a, a good friend and a great advocate for Virginia. You'll be missed in that whole thing. Well, you're very kind. I think the one of the toughest parts about leaving is the friends uh, like yourself. Thanks for the voice you've been for conservative principles for so many years. Uh, I appreciate you greatly, my friend, and thank you. That made my day. I uh, it's always nice to be recognized like that. Thanks. Yeah, I'm sure. You'll get off the phone and go, ah, that's whatever. <laughs> no, seriously. Not at no, all. No, thank you. No, it was good. Okay, so let's let's talk about this campaign. Um, Youngkin, I, I, I think there are four, I think there are really four major issues in this campaign. You tell me if I'm wrong. Number one, I think it's, it's COVID. COVID is huge. There's one party that I think wants to really uh, put a big thumb on you. You're dumb. You're a surf and peasant. You don't know how to take care of yourself. Uh, don't worry, we'll do it for you, pat you on the head. Here, get this shot. We'll lock you down. There's another one who has a different view of it. You can protect yourself. Um, Virginians are pretty good at that. I think that's a big issue. I think um, law and order is a huge one with uh, T-Mac, uh, TMAC's attack on the parole board and changing that. Um, 
I th- I do think that the uh, the other two will be more in the realms of just simple economy stuff. But I do think the fourth one is is schools and parents and their involvement. Do you agree? Yeah, I'm going to sort of elevate that one. I, I think obviously that particular one has been very hot. I was a 30 year school teacher, as you know, and boy, in the last debate, uh, that became the, uh, I think one of the key issues when McAuliffe now with the infamous statement, the, he did not believe parents, uh, should tell schools what to teach students. And that, boy, what a fundamentally horrific concept, <laughs> but it just, it's that mentality that, uh, you know, big brother, we know best. Don't you dare. Uh, exactly you know, dissent, and you know yourself, and then we, of course, we have the DOJ, you know, ruling basically that almost labels you as domestic terrorists if you testify to school board meetings. So I do think the education piece is going to be very, very big. I mean, it goes along with the economy, with the shutdowns, but Scott, boy, we saw with the data last year that came out with the all scores, and let me tell you who was particularly affected were our minority community. I mean, the scores were horrific. And um, remember, we, we very much were tightening the bill that would require you to open schools, and the Democrats wouldn't even put an emergency clause on it, so it didn't go into effect to July 1st but after the school year. And the other thing I just find ironic is he was governor for four years, and even in the areas that uh, he's tightening now, like teacher pay raises and money for education, he did one teacher pay raise when he was governor, we actually did three. And so what's ironic is he has a chance as governor, even to do the things he's claiming he'll do now, he didn't do them. So I, I do think education will be absolutely key. I mean, you, you hit the big ones. I mean, law and order is, is huge. I mean, as you know, the murder rate up dramatically. We have the parole board, which he has direct responsibility for, because that's basically his head of the parole board that you know, basically started all this where victims were not notified, et cetera. Um, and just, you know, on and on and on and on all that. On the economy, you know, we, we are not in good shape with a 40 not, uh, this is not good, best state to start a business. And, you know, we've only produced about 44,000 new jobs in eight years where North Carolina's done 407,000. So I think Glenn really has hit that hard. That And the polling data really is a big issue. If you see, you know, whether it be, you know, doubling the standard deduction or suspending the gas tax or his grocery tax repeal, I think that's going to be big. And obviously COVID, I mean, you've hit that very well. Uh, people just, uh, he was at a rally the other day. People, especially businesses, are just sick of the lockdown. So uh, those are probably the four big issues. Tell me about, tell our listeners about Yunkin. I, I, I've, met, I've met him. I interviewed him. It, it's, uh, it seems like a super guy. Is, is he... Um, you know, is he this conservative that uh, that the conservatives are looking for, or is uh, you know is he part of this Carlisle group? Who is Glenn Youngkin? Yeah, I do think so. I mean, I had a chance to uh, obviously I ran against you know Glenn for the Republican nomination, so we actually did about eight forums together, and I was very impressed with him. You know, we met way back last July for about three hours at Speaker House Log Cabin. We're supposed to meet for a half an hour. And, uh, yeah, I find him as a, uh, you know, very core conservative. Uh, He is, which I think is very important for me. He's he's a a tremendous man of faith. He started church in his basement. I mean, uh, he's just a good family man. I I do think he's a very, uh, he's a very good candidate. I think he's run, especially the last month, a very good campaign. 
and, and candidly, where we're at now, probably in, in politics, Scott, the Democrats have so much money on their side between the national money, et cetera. You know, having a having a candidate that's articulate, smart, and frankly can self fund some who spent allowed him to go on TV very, very early yeah. and get that message out, which I think was important. So yeah, I, I think he's been a very, very good candidate. I think he's poised. It's gonna be close. I think he's poised to win. Well, I, I was just gonna ask you your 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 take on what you think is gonna happen here. I'm I've become actually quite pessimistic in my last three or four years. <laughs> I need someone to help me come back in the optimistic view. I, yeah, you know, I don't want to be, yeah, I just don't want to, you know, spite that, hey, yeah, of course we're going to win. Because, you know, you're right. I mean, we not want to state what election since 2009. I mean, the state demographically has, has gotten tougher, no question about that. But yeah. I've also learned, boy, in my years in politics, you know, it really is a headwind a lot of times that you get, and we certainly had that the last four years. But you know, even if you look at the latest CNU poll from the Lawson Center, which has never been a very friendly poll, obviously, to Republicans, and we're still four down, but Glenn gained 11 points with independence, goes from 39 to 50. Good. McAuliffe lost uh, ground 44 to 41. Here's the key, too. is It's all about enthusiasm and turnout, and even that poll, Showed Republicans 60% enthusiastic, Democrats 65 I think it's probably worse than that. I've also found that it's like sports. Uh, it's, it's such a momentum uh, game. And clearly, if you look at all the polling from August to September, now October, it's all going in the Republicans' direction. Now, they got to keep that up. But it generally doesn't reverse itself. Once that, I mean, the George Allen, Mary Terry race years ago, and everybody forgets, I mean, George Allen was way behind in June. And once you hmm. start that momentum, you know, it generally doesn't turn around. I know I talked to Todd Gilbert, who's our minority leader. Uh, he's he's enthusiastic about having a shot to take over the higher seats. They really like where they're at. Good. I mean, was, I mean, the president, as you know, is absolutely underwater uh, with his approval ratings and whether it be Afghanistan or the border or inflation. And uh, even McAuliffe, if you know, he recently did a video with Democratic activists, and he admitted their their headwinds. Biden's unpopular. Yeah, uh, he's not having Biden in the campaign form right now. He was more than happy to do that back in June. So I like where we're at. We've got to close. Uh, yeah, that, that's the key. Good, but uh, I think it's a dead heat. And I think he has a real chance of winning. Okay, well, I feel better. I feel better for two reasons. One is that for, one is for that stats you just gave us and the and, and talking to you. So, sir, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate your time here. Thank you so much, and, and good luck uh, helping Yunkin on his campaign this weekend. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for all you do. Once again, we're praying for Richard, and we just appreciate you guys greatly. Thank you, sir. That is delegate, uh, former delegate Kurt Cox and former Speaker of the House and Majority Leader, and a truly, as Richard Savia is here, a truly great American. All right, coming up, what is T-Mac's real take on parents and schools? He was on TV in uh, the Tidewater area this week. The clips are preposterous. It's a good word. I picked it up last week. Preposterous. We'll share that with you in 60 seconds. At LeeBrothers.com. At LeeBrothers.com. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. 
Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into labeled packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended. Now it's hot. Hot, baby, hot. A delegate Kirk Tox. What a great American. I'm telling you, the guy's real. He's the real deal. He's been a great advocate for America. In Virginia. So um, you got a you don't know who to vote for yet, huh? Youngkin or, or Terry McAuliffe? How hard is this? This is like by the easiest thing in life you'll ever do. Look at the things we talked about on the show. The one thing I want to get to first is uh, is just law and order in general. Terry McAuliffe fired the parole board when he was governor. You know why? Because they wouldn't parole people. And when you don't parole people, he didn't like it. He wants people paroled so they can vote. And that's what he did. It restored, by the whip of a pen, he restored like 200,000 felons to vote. That's 200,000 votes for him, essentially, is what he did. And uh, then he fired the parole board. They came on uh, to handpick people, and that's what he was about. He's about getting people paroled. That's all he said in his campaign. In fact, that's what he did when he was in the primary with all the, all the uh, Democrats, he said that. But listen, I'm about getting people parole. I'm about getting people parole. What a great, noble thing for a governor to be. But he's consistent with his entire party about defunding police. You can see a video at theleebrothers.com. It's a defund police. They're all Democrats talking about defunding the police. These are Democrats. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing All Democrats. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Dismantle. So defund your butts. Defund you. Yes, defund. I support the reallocation of resources. Defund uh, the police. Okay, that's enough of that. We will be moving funding from yeah. the NYPD. So there you have it. You have, uh, that's exactly what's going on. Defund the police. That is Terry McAuliffe's party. That is Terry McAuliffe. So on just that issue alone, you can say, I've got to go for Glenn Youngkin, who won't handpick a pro board so he can parole people. He's not about parole. He's about law and order, and he should be. But I think schools, Delegate Kirk Cox is exactly right. Schools are going to be a huge part of this. This was the clip of T-Mac talking about let parents, parents shouldn't be a part of anything. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it. So 
to yeah, our parents. You've stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. <laughs> I don't want parents involved. And that's, by the way, the mentality. Now, T-Mac was asked about this on a show recently on, uh, and, and Tidewater area was on a 30-minute roundtable. Youngkin wasn't there. He got asked this question about this. Here it is. In the Emerson College Next Star poll, Virginians were asked, who should have more influence in their curriculum, parents or school boards? And we did find that the majority of parents think they should have more influence in their children's education. <laughs> I think that's educate. hilarious. They Almost like shocked they found that. Listen to that again. Listen to voices. And we did find, to the shock of everyone in this room and every bureaucrat in America... And we did find that the majority of parents think they should have more influence in their children's education versus the school board. So based on that, do you still stand by your position that parents should not tell the schools what they should teach? First of all, that was about a bill about teachers being able to veto books that curriculums had passed. Students in a classroom, you do not want 25 parents picking books because, you know. It's the same. It's unbelievable. parents who interact with the school boards, working with the state board of ed. And the goal always is, is to make sure we have the certifications to make sure every child is getting a quality education. No kidding. But this isn't what Glenn is doing. This is not about parents' interactions with school boards. It's not? This is a dog whistle. Uh, This is where he talks about critical race theory, which I remind you, Anita, is not taught in Virginia. And I really hate it. Because they're running down and creating polarization between children and schools and parents. <laughs> I don't want you to go too far whistle. down, down that Donald road. Donald Trump and Betsy DeVos's. Okay, that is outrageous. Critical race theory is actually being taught. The reason they can say it's not is because they're not calling it critical race theory. They're calling it all kinds of other things and they get away with it. It's not being taught in there. Remember what T-Mac said about critical race theory? Uh, it's another right-wing conspiracy. Okay. This is uh, totally made up by Donald Trump and Glenn Young. Made up! It's completely made up. This is a whacked point of view. This is insanity, the way he views this. Now, he has this view that parents are in the way. So, what just happened this week with the DOJ? The Attorney General of America, Merrill Garland, issued a memo to the D- Department of Justice and the FBI to investigate a series of parent uprisings in schools across the country. The federal bureau, in case you think the federal government is not big enough or more powerful enough, it's now going to swoop into your little county, your little place in America, find the parent that disrupted the meeting and do something. It's funded or it's pushed by the Attorney General of the United States, the Department of Justice, the FBI. Where do you think Terry McAuliffe fits on this? Trust me. Terry McAuliffe is right in line with Merrick Garland, who's a Democrat in the federal government. He will err on the side of the FBI, the federal government, against you, you stupid parent. Don't get in his way. He will crush you. He was asked about charter schools. I find this the most amazing thing, too, especially when you're looking at kids and parents in control of where their kids go to school. Listen to this. Uh, you vetoed charter schools when you were previously in office. Is that something you would be willing to reconsider as an option for parents who are not satisfied with the current choices they have in public schools, Mr. McCullough? Now, before you answers, think about that question. Parents are unsatisfied with the school they're going. Would you give them the opportunity, the choice to send their kids to where you want? Again, What's that doing? It's empowering parents. 
Terry McAuliffe, or will you empower the parents? Yeah, let me be very clear. Glenn Youngkin has said he will take money out of public schools and put them into private schools. Wait, what's that? I will make a pledge to you today. Not one penny mm. of money will ever be taken from our public schools to put in our private schools. Never! By the way, that's never happening. No one says there shouldn't be public money. They're saying the money should be attached to the child so the parents can choose. It's a radical difference, but don't confuse us on those kind of facts. All we know is that TMAC hates choice unless you're abort- um, for abortion. Hates choice. No parent is going to make the choice. I will make the choice, says Terry McAuliffe. To put in our private schools. If you look at my plan, Andy, and I've got, I'm in this race because of education. So is that yes or no? As I said, I'm not going to, not a penny of money will be taken out of our public schools for private. And you consider charter schools to be wholly private schools? There are a handful, I think it's under five, I think, in the Commonwealth of Virginia today. Um, But no more! People want to come in and do different things, but I'm not taking public money and putting them into private schools. This is a huge difference. Yes, it is. Len Youngkin is very public. Yep. He will take money from public schools no, he won't. and put them to private. He'll give it to I parents. My next question we, is, we've got he'll great give it to here. parents. We got great schools here? We got great schools here. I'm living in probably one of the best school districts in the state. My daughter was at school this week carrying an American flag, and she was booed and told that the flag is racist. Got great schools here. So if a parent wants to make another decision, there's your answer. Terry McAuliffe will never let you as a parent control anything with your education of your children. Nothing. Glenn Youngkin will. Choice seems simple. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers. Mmm. Little Jimi Hendrix. Wait a minute. Is that Jimi Hendrix? It's not. Oh, this is that steel group. Yeah. Nothing like hard rock and roll. Pure metal. So I am disgusted by T-Mac. I'm also disgusted I'm running out of time here. I wanted to talk to you about his transgender uh, position um, at uh, in schools also, and we'll get to that hopefully in the next hour. I also had a whole bunch of things about schools. I want, there's just like no time here. Coming up, I want to talk to you about COVID and how that's impacting many of you and how that will make a difference in voting in this election. And this other idea that Tara McAuliffe has the advantage because of the black vote. I always love this concept of the black vote. You mean there is a vote that specifically relates to black people? 
You mean black people are voting for black issues? Well, what's a black issue? I never understood that. I always wanted someone to explain to me a black issue. 83% of blacks support Terry McAuliffe here in this election. And he says it's because he banned the box. So there's a box on applications, job applications, says, are you a felon? That is no longer allowed on applications in state government. They ban that. Now, why would that help black people? What is he saying? Is that an insult to black people? I mean, it seems like he's just insulting black people by that. It's, it's unbelievable. I will get to this transgender clip with Terry McAuliffe. I've got to cover that. All right, coming up. This is uh, this Fauci guy saying give up individual liberty. It must be addressed, and it will be here. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. A half a million dollars from an anti-gun group to help McAuliffe get elected here in Virginia and some House of Delegates members, and that will do nothing to keep you safer. Trust me, nothing. Catch up by request only or get a fine in California. Request only? What does that mean? I actually got one catch up. If I don't say it, they won't bring it? Yes, that's exactly right. Horrid. And Fauci says give up individual liberty. You must. Come on, it's... it just has to happen. I'm so sorry. That's next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, this is radio. As the founding intended, outside the capital of the Commonwealth, Virginia, the Lee brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is my brother. He's my co-host. He sits across from me. He's my tremendous friend, and he is missing today, as he has been for so many of these shows this summer as we go into the fall season. Prayers for Richard as he's recovering from a very toxic summer of um, falls and heart issues and uh, diabetes and pancreas issues. And the man is a uh, is an amazing, uh, he could probably tell more stories about hospitals than anyone I've ever met in my life, but, uh, and, and he hates it. <laughs> he hates, he has all that information. Anyway, he, he promises to be back and I hope that he will to make this the only two-headed talk show once again. Thank you for caring for him and uh, the Lee Brothers. Richard at theleebrothers.com is how you reach him. Richard at theleebrothers.com. All right, check us out, theleebrothers.com, and you will find this what this this life jacket mandatory uh, is, is – okay, we'll, we'll play a clip of this. This is a parody about the, the vaccination, mandated vaccination. It could be actually translated into masks too – but essentially, this is a guy going into a swimming pool, runs into the mass Nazis. I mean, the uh, the COVID police, I mean, the um, vaccination mandate. Now, I mean, a guy, he's got his life vest on, just standing there. Here's what it sounds like. Ah, what are you doing? Here to do a little swimming. You got to wear a life jacket or else you can't come in. No, I'm good. Thank you, though. Life jackets are mandatory. Mandatory to wear a life jacket when you swim? And when you're not swimming, too. Why? Cases of people getting wet are going through the roof. It's a scary time. 
put it on. But that doesn't mean they're drowning. People get wet every day. It's part of life. percent <laughs> of all people drown each year. That's practically everybody. So put on a life jacket. That doesn't make any logical sense. I'm not putting one on. I know how to swim. I've, I've had swimming lessons. Oh, swimming <laughs> lessons? You think those exist? So what? You just think your body has this natural ability to traverse through water in a way that keeps your head up so you can still breathe? Yeah, it's called swimming. Never heard of it. <laughs> Flotation devices are backed by science. You don't believe in science? I do. It's just, it's I know perfect. how to swim. You're kind of being racist right now. What? Look how his life jacket is keeping him from drowning. He's just standing in shallow water. Put a life jacket on now. You're putting everyone at risk of drowning. How am I putting everyone at risk? Their life jackets won't work unless you have one on. Does his life jacket work? Yes, very well. Then why would he need me to wear a life jacket when his life jacket already works? We have to protect the protected swimmers from the unprotected swimmers. That's unbelievable. But, Isn't that just unbelievable? The whole clip can be found at theleebrothers.com. It's quite uh, entertaining. It's fun to mock stupidness. And this parody does it pretty good. But it, uh, I, I wonder if people who are on the other side of this vaccination mandate, what would they say of that video? Would they tune in and go, I can't stupid? Or no, what would they, well, there's no refuting it. And you, you can't really refute the thing. It's, it's the way it is. Uh, it's actually a great video, the LeeBrothers.com, uh, the LeeBrothers.com, there you'll find that video and more. Okay, so Fauci, I mean, we, we've come to realize uh, a bunch of things. Fauci is a liar. He is, uh, he's a dirtbag. He's out for himself. He has um, contradicted himself 25 times in three minutes. No one seems to point that out. But the biggest issue right now, that, as I can see, is why are we making uh, more about the vaccination than, than it is. It's not a vaccination. Can we just start with that? It's not. If it was a vaccination, then the people who are vaccinated would never get COVID. So it's kind of like the flu shot or something. But you can't, are we to mandate the flu shot now? I don't understand why this is such a big deal right now. We now know that the vaccinated are spreading and, and, and getting COVID at the same rate as the unvaccinated. It doesn't make any difference. The only difference is, and we've got stats on this to show that if you get the va- if you get COVID and you're vaccinated, the chances of you having a severe or uh, a death reaction are very, very small. And if you're fearful of that, you should get the vaccination. You should get it. It's proved to have worked in that regard. But to mandate something that doesn't have an elimination of this is ridiculous, which is makes Fauci's statement here not only ridiculous, uh, uh, massively ridiculous, but very Orwellian, very Nazi-like, very, uh, well, you decide. You have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people. Millions? A pandemic. Has the pandemic killed millions? No, Scott, but it's close. It's 700,000. Okay. It's not a million. And it's not millions, as Fauci said. And we're not even at pandemic levels right now. It's ridiculous to call this a pandemic. It's absolutely absurd. It's not a pandemic. You have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision. (laughs) 
for the greater good of society. The greater good. That's, that's communism. Greater good. Every time you hear that, for the common good, it is outlandish that this guy is an American. You imagine Washington saying something like that? You have to give up some of your freedom. This constitution that we, that, that we wrote and is for the United States of America only works when there's no virus. I mean, once there's a virus, you give it all up. Why? It's for the sake of the common good, Scott. It's for the common man. This isn't even doing that. The vaccination isn't helping anyone. The only worse that it would help with the person who gets the vaccination, the, the stats say it does keep you from going and from dying from it, from, from COVID. That's it. It doesn't protect your neighbor. It doesn't protect the vaccinated. It doesn't protect the unvaccinated. We now know this to be true. What are we doing here? The, the, the end of this statement is so outlandish. I'm surprised we didn't talk about this the entire week. What you consider your individual right of making your own decision wow. for the greater good of society. Could you imagine a Republican conservative saying something like this about anything? That statement by itself should really be taken and played over and over again. This is Terry McCullough. This is the Democratic Party. This is the view of you. It's, you're very small. You can't just walk into a bar and go there by yourself. You can't, you can't be trusted to go to places when there's COVID. Forgetting that we have every football stadium packed in this country and COVID isn't ravishing America. We don't have millions dead, Fauci. You're a liar, and this is ridiculous. And by the way, this is the kind of perpetuation of a fake pa- pandemic that causes chaos and problems in our country, that gives Democrats the ability to implement, for example, the uh, voter uh, issue we talked about in the first hour. No absentee uh, signature verification. It's outrageous. However, let me remind you of something else that Fauci said, and then you can apply it to what he just said here. Listen to this. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. <laughs> you cannot force someone to take a vaccine. Mm, you will comply now. I was wrong then. It was a mistake. Of course we can force you. We can destroy your life if you don't take the vaccine. It's not a vaccine, but we can destroy your life. We will not let you work. The government is Fauci. This is exactly what's happening. Fauci is doing this. Find it preposterous yet? You should. But no one's talking about how how someone who is essentially in control of your health care now gets to run out and make statements like this about individual freedom and for the better good of humanity, you must do it, even though it doesn't do anything. It's It's unreal. So, um, Virginia's elections are all about this. This is all about COVID. You have a choice between, between a Fauci governor and a governor who sees freedom as your first step. Which one are you going to choose here? I, I find it amazing that people who live in Virginia don't look up and say, man, I don't want to be closed down again. I don't want to shut down over a virus that we're told all we had to do was get vaccinated, we're fine. This thing has got to stop. You go to the polling place, you're going to vote for Terry McAuliffe. Don't think for a second he won't shut this thing down on you. This is a big, big election based upon COVID policies alone. Lieutenant Governor Race is even heated up in this. Ayala, I think is her name, is running against Winsome Sears. Winsome Sears is on CNN last week. And she, said, she was asked if she was vaccinated. She said, I'm not telling you. And her reaction was actually refreshing. 
I'll share it with you in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. In the mold of Madison, Jefferson, and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee Brothers. So should politicians tell you about their health, about everything? Some would say absolutely, for sure they should. And I don't have a problem with understanding the health of some of these politicians, make sure they're healthy to be elected to the roles. And we do this with presidents sometimes, make sure they're healthy. Of course, we didn't do it with Biden, but normally we do. <laughs> but right now, it's like a huge deal, right? And it's becoming annoying. Are you, been vac- are you vaccinated? Are you vaccinated? It's like everywhere you go, someone goes, you've been vaccinated, you've vaccinated. I'm, I'm sick of it, quite frankly, because it's none of their business. It's their business whether they've been vaccinated or not. But now we've turned our whole healthcare system upside down. I've got to know whether you're vaccinated, whether I can be around you or not. When the vaccination is supposed to work, it shouldn't matter if you're concerned about it. So on CNN this week, Winsome Sears, who's running for lieutenant governor in here in Virginia, is a Republican. And if you must know, she's a black woman. Not that that matters. I more care about what she thinks, her beliefs, her policies than anything else. Winsome Sears says, are you vaccinated? Here's what she said. My life is very public. It's just the way it is. But I want to hold certain things close, she said about the vaccine. She thinks getting a slippery slope. She wanted to say, what we are going to ask for now, HIV status, what else are we going to ask for? We have to be very careful. We live in a freedom-loving society, America. And if we're not careful, we're going to ask, we're start asking for other things because we already determined that this is everybody's business, unquote. Oh, the humanity. Winsome Sears says, well, it sounds pretty logical to me. I don't know what would be wrong with that statement, except we're living in a hyper-COVID world right now. And that's just not an acceptable answer. Her opponent, uh, Isla, Ilea, I don't know how to say her last name. She said uh, this about Winsome Sears' comments, quote, I hope she gets vaccine if she hasn't already. Okay. And she goes, uh, adding her push to get people vaccinated is about saving lives. Hmm. She continues, we're not going to stand by and allow it to continue. No, you're not. 
Of course you're not. This is because your party is about not doing that. Stand by. Allow this to continue. We're going to get people vaccinated no matter what. So we need to get vaccinated. We definitely need to follow CDC guidance. And I don't think this is how you do it with any politics. This is about public health and safety, she says about Winston Sears. She goes on to say, I mean, come on. It's a simple yes or no question. Hmm. It's a little bit more complicated than that, especially if you're concerned about being judged or controlled or mandated by your decisions. Certainly then you might have a reaction to say, I don't want to tell you. Isn't that funny how that works? Wow. Government starts demanding all these things. All of a sudden you want to kind of say, I don't know that I want to tell you this information. You could use it against me later. This is the entire problem. I have always wondered why governments think this is the answer. We're going to force you to do it. And, of course, that's going to mean what exactly? You're going to get people lined up. Okay, great. I can't wait to do it now. Must be some reason you're forcing me. I mean, I'm not shocked that there's people saying, I don't want to tell you because it doesn't matter and it's private and I've made my own decisions and you don't have a right to know. I know many people in the workplace who just avoid the thing until their employer, forced by the OSHA of federal government, swoops in and says, you have to find out. I do wonder what would happen if employer employee just said, I don't, I'm not going to tell you. I guess the assumption would be that you're unvaccinated and you're going to get fired. And that sounds like a reasonable decision. Let's just fire people. Don't tell you about your, about your health care. Is Winsome Sears on to something here? Is Winsome Sears on to, are we going to start looking for HIV status? I mean, I, I don't, I, HIV status seems pretty dangerous. Are we going to start asking about other things like polio status and measles status and smallpox uh, vaccine status everywhere we go? These are more dangerous than COVID. Shouldn't we be asking about those? Do we need a vaccination card for everything now or just COVID? I mean, COVID is not pandemic levels right now. It's You have incredibly good survival rate. At what point does the survival rate get so high that we stop asking for the COVID card, the COVID vaccine card, and we stop asking that among ourselves? Part of the problem with this COVID thing that drives me crazy is everyone's a virus. There's no more humanity. There's no more caring and compassion. There's, you will be vaccinated. And if you are not, then you will be punished, not by just me and my friends and people around you that say they love you, but this government. And thank God we got a government big enough to do that. Because that would be terrible if the government wasn't strong enough to come in and interrupt your little life. I mean, you would do things on your own. Can't have this. So thank God that government is big enough and powerful enough to go to your employer and demand that you do something that you don't want to do. That you get vaccinated, even though it's not a vaccination. I mean, how far are we willing to take this? I, for one, actually embrace Winsome Sears for what she did. I think, I think by saying, you know, I'm not going to answer the question. I mean, it's, I think it's obvious. Or maybe it's not so obvious. Maybe she's taking a stand going, look, I don't want to tell you if I'm vaccinated or not. She may very well be vaccinated. My guess is she's vaccinated. That's my guess. And my guess is she's vaccinated but wants to stick it in the face of so many. And I would love her to come out after this total debacle, this ridiculous reaction, and say, by the way, I am vaccinated. And watch their reaction. You couldn't just tell us. It's none of your business. And Winsome Sears is on the side of liberty and on the side of freedom. She's against Fauciism. She's against Terry McAuliffe and his big government elitist pushback. Winsome Sears might just have made one of the biggest statements in the campaign saying this is the difference between the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. 
The Republican Party says you get to make your own choices. I'm not going to ask you what your status is. If I'm worried about COVID and worried that you might have COVID, then I'm going to get vaccinated and I'll be fine. Why would I worry? It's up to me and my choice. If I don't get vaccinated, then I'm not concerned about COVID and I'm perfectly fine and I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. If I'm concerned whether you're vaccinated or not, then I would get vaccinated. Doesn't that make sense to everyone who can hear my voice on the planet Earth? Doesn't it? How is that a bad thing? How is Winsome Sears no longer qualified to be lieutenant governor by saying it's my own decision? And at the same time, encouraging people to do what you want. If you're worried about COVID, get, get the vac- get the shot. we got to stop calling it a vaccination. Get the shot. Which, by the way, does work. It does work. Except you do get, you still can get COVID, just like the unvaccinated. All right, coming up, I want to tell you a story that's very difficult to share with you. But it explains the hesitancy of the vaccination. And there's more to it than you just might think. In 60 seconds, I'll explain. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O, Live free. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com. And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all the reading. The Lee Brothers. So COVID, COVID has wreaked havoc. And I'm not even sure it's so much about the COVID virus itself. It's wreaked havoc inside our communities, inside um, America and, and politics. It's completely wreaked havoc. Our country now is not concerned so much about COVID. It's concerned about whether you get vaccinated. Now, there's no talk about what happens when you get COVID. We don't talk about that. And there are things that can help with that. What we're more concerned about is whether you get vaccinated. And then we mock people who say they don't want to get vaccinated because they're dumb or stupid. The stats on the vaccination and its impact on uh, the healthy are very positive they're on the side of you getting vaccinated. If you get vaccinated, the downsides of the vaccination are very small. But they exist. And people know they exist. It's just why they push back against the vaccination. Are they wrong for that? Should they be maligned and attacked? No. They have a right to choose that. Statistically, very, very, very small. 
the amount of people who have gotten the vaccination and the outfall from it are so small. They're very, very small. You have a very positive reaction to the vaccine. You can take the vaccine and the stats are completely on your side. And that's why people are saying take the vaccination. That's why people I trust say take the vaccination. Why people I love have taken the vaccination because they believe it, it works, and it has worked. But there are complications. This week, a family of young mother who died from the COVID-19 vaccination says their loved one is gone because she was coerced into it. This was confirmed by Washington state health officials acknowledged this week that otherwise healthy woman died due blood clotting complications following a COVID-19 vaccination. The news release health officials said, sadly, this is the first such death in Washington state. We send our deepest condolences to her family and her loved one. Losing a loved one anytime is tragic, difficult, and painful. Become all too familiar this year and a half of this pandemic. This, she did not die from the pandemic. She died from the vaccine. That is hard for people to understand. That is for me too. When I look at the vaccine, I tell people I love to go get the vaccination. And then you hear this horror story. Jessica died as a direct result of an experimental vaccine, a vaccine that she vehemently opposed taking. Jessica felt coerced. She felt robbed of her ability to choose, her ability to say no, to say no to a medical procedure she did not want was taken from her. At this time, I will not elaborate. I will not say any more on that matter. I invite each of you to join me in reflection on Jessica's life and her tragic death. That's her pastor at her funeral. Can we really mandate this thing? Shouldn't people freely, without coercion, without fear, without mocking, impugning, bullying, from Terry McAuliffe, who says he's going to make their life miserable. That's all he's going to do, make it miserable. And we're not going door to door, right. but you make life difficult. Is that what Jessica wanted? Her life was made so difficult that she made a choice she didn't want to make? We should be doing that. There's morality in this somehow. I think this is horrific. Jessica took the J&J vaccination, by the way, in case you're wondering. Is this rare? Extremely rare. But Jessica didn't want to do it. Man, do we feel good about that? It's worth it, Scott. Just to, for the collective group, it's good that one died in this. But she didn't get to choose that. We forced that on her. It's just sad. There are reasons that people don't take the vaccination. They should be respected for that not maligned attacked made fun of or impugned all right coming up what's going on in california and this transgender clip from t-mac wanted to share with you that and more the leebrothers.com the leebrothers.com gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo50. Mojo50.com. We built this city. Mm-hmm. We built this city on rock and roll. We built, this city. We built it all right.
just after the bottom of the hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers, thanks for joining us. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host and friend is Richard Lee, who's sitting to my left, which used to be sitting to my left. Now he's sitting across from me and uh, not here today. Uh, Still recovering from a summer of difficulty, but he shall return. That was almost the exact quote from him, by the way. I shall return. Look forward to having him back. Richard at theleebrothers.com. Richard at theleebrothers.com. The defund police clip that we played earlier in the program can be found at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com, and the a life jacket mandatory clip is also there at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. There's also a, a pretty cool clip about Fast Terry. It's like a, uh, it's a, a trailer for a movie that uh, will scare you to death, quite frankly. It's all there at theleebrothers.com. But then there's this idea of a republic. Prager, you put out a great video about, um, about what a republic is versus a democracy. These things are... Uh, they're complicated for people who don't know. They think it's just a majority vote. There's a reason we have a republic. I really want you to see that video. I want you to go to mojo50.com, click on the Lee Brothers, takes you there to see it's a republic. As Benjamin Franklin told a lady coming out of the Constitutional Convention. All right. Um, let me get to this first, if I can. I meant to get to this early in the show, but uh, Terry McAuliffe was asked about this transgender policy in Virginia now for our schools. Remember, he's a big uh, public school advocate, which means you have to send your kid there. He will not give you freedom to send your kid anywhere else. It's just preposterous, you parents, would you get to choose that. I get to choose it. So I'm Terry McAuliffe. I get to choose what school you go to. I will not take any money from, from the public schools. None. And if I ever, ever attach money to the kids so you could choose that, it would be a mistake. I will not do it. By the way, there is great... And you heard the Delegate Kirk Cox talk about this an hour ago. There is great freedom in parents choosing the school of their choice for their kids. And it should be that way. The public school money, public money, should be tied to the kids. And wherever the kids go, the money goes. Free up, parents. Give us, give us choice. We got choice in abortion. I mean, they're a big pro-choice group, right? Aren't, isn't T-Mac a big pro-choice guy? I mean, huge. I mean, huge guy. I mean, you want them punished with a baby. I don't want them punished with a baby. <laughs> exactly. Punishment with a baby. You believe someone thinks that way? Ridiculous. Um, but Terry McCall says you got to have a choice. Unless you're a parent, you get no choice. I will never let you have a choice. Which brings us to things that are happening in the public school. In Virginia, there's a mandated trans policy. He was asked about it. Here's how it went. Implemented this year across Virginian schools is a new model policy that protects transgender and non-binary students by allowing them to use their preferred pronoun as well as use bathrooms, locker rooms, and play on sports teams that align with their gender identity. This has been a heated issue across the state do you support this new state law so what's interesting about that whole question can you believe where we're where we are as a country anybody who claims any kind of identity can just go do that you can go play in a men's sport you can do that if you're a woman or the other way around if you're a man and want to play in a women's sport you can do that if you're a man and wants to go in a female locker room what the heck how could that even be an argument scott we've come so far 
It's an argument because it's the breakdown of civilization. Once you get to the point where there are no men's locker rooms and women's locker rooms, it's pandemonium. It's cats and dogs living together. It's mass hysteria. But that's where we are. And by the way, it's perpetuated by one group. In fact, here's the answer to that question by Terry McAuliffe. What about this chaos? What about this uproar that parents have over men walking into women's locker rooms? What do you think, Terry? I do. And I will say this, Andy. We're talking very about a very small universe. Many of these children are going through very tough personal situations. And they should be taken care of. In fact, in one school in Gloucester, Virginia, they gave this trans child its own bathroom. The child had his own bathroom to go into. And it wasn't good enough. I want to go in the bathroom I want to go into. Well, you don't get to make that decision. You get to go in the bathroom that the sex that you are. And for us as a society to say you can go in anyone you want to is lunacy. But that's what Terry McAuliffe said. And then he goes on to say, why are we attacked? Listen to this. Personal situations. Yeah, it's tough. And why is it? Why is it that he, we have to... He must be really wondering. Why is it? He asked it twice. He's really concerned why it is. What are we doing, Terry? Why what? And why is it... Mm-hmm. Pause for effect. Why is it... Pause again. ...that we have to run down these children... Run them down? ...issues for these children. Make it issues for them? We're doing the exact opposite. What do you mean make issues for them? Run them down? Terry, for the beginning of time, there's been men and women's restroom. Are you suggesting because one child or two or even three, if they, I don't know how many other schools, thinks they're a different gender, we ought to destroy all that? And if we say no, then we're attacking the kid? This is lunacy. Issues for these children. We can do this. What I have always said from day one, as governor, I did this before. Mm. Every child, regardless of whom you love, the color of your skin, so or ridiculous. whom you pray to, I'm going to get you the best quality K-12 education. He, he misses it, doesn't he? Completely. And every parent that's out there who's got a young daughter in high school or any school knows he's missing it. This is a cop-out. He's a wimp. He's, he's, he's failing. He's failing you. But see, he can fail you. You know why he can fail you? Because you have no choice. I'll destroy the public schools, make everyone go in the bathrooms if they want to, and you can't go anywhere. Isn't that cool how he did that? Terry McCullough says, you can't go to the school you want. By the way, the school you're going to, your daughter can be getting dressed in the locker room and a boy can come in. That's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You, oh, by the way, you can't do anything about it. Well, you can. I mean, it's going to take your own money, homeschool, you whack person, homeschool. And then you could take them to private school, whatever. But that's your choice. We're not going to use government money for that because we have a job. It's indoctrinating kids, making it hard for them, making it harmful for girls. That's my job as governor. I'm Terry McAuliffe. Vote for me. Terry McAuliffe needs to be running in California. Not here. These are California values, not Virginia values. California's shown their values this week. They cracked down on unsolicited condiments. See, shoplifting is essentially legal in California. You can walk in, grab whatever you want, and leave. No one's going to do anything. But providing restaurant customers with unsolicited packs of ketchup, that is a crime. Those same people... Those same restaurants that hand out unsolicited packs could probably go steal from the local convenience store and not have a problem. But if you hand out a ketchup, you're in trouble. Newsom uh, this week signed a bill into law prohibiting restaurants and other food facilities from providing single-use foodware accessories or condiments, such as forks, soy sauce packets, 
ketchup, etc., unless they're specifically requested by the customer. Specifically. So you sit down. So you're ordering food, right? You have to now specifically ask for the fork. I, I, I'll just use my fingers. No, I got to specifically ask for a fork. Soy sauce, specifically ask for that. Is there, is there a police agent here? What do you got? Somebody standing by, you know, when you pull away from the drive-thru or you get DoorDash or whatever, when the bag shows up, there's someone with a badge saying, hey, I just, I'm with the uh, condiment police. Are we over-policed or what? Do we have more regulations and burdensome upon America? We've lost our freedom. California, you're a, you're a whacked lost cause. It comes back to enforcement, doesn't it? I mean, how do you enforce this? If, uh, if you find out that a company has, in fact, inserted a fork when not asked, how do you verify that in a cordial? Do you go to the customer and go, did you ask for a fork? Uh, didn't know I had to. I needed a fork. But did you specifically... Sir, your hand on the Bible. I'm sorry, you can't have a Bible anymore. Your hand in the air. Just raise it for me. Uh, did you or did you not request a fork? Gosh, I, I don't recall. I, I would say I probably did not request a fork. Thank you very much. We'll now go back and find your restaurant. This is Assembly Bill 1276. This was uh, produced by Wendy Carlisle, who is a Democrat from Los Angeles. She barks that the bill is an important step to significantly reduce public plastic waste. That pollutes our oceans, harms marine life, and harms our environment. And in that way, I should be for it because that's what it's all about. It prohibits single-use items from being bandaged or packaged. The bill also requires third-party food delivery platforms, such as DoorDash, to list the availability of single-use items and only provide those items when requested. So now you got to break down the, the menu. All the way to forks. Ketchup packages. Salt and pepper, napkins, all that, ketchup, all that needs to be listed individually now so that you can actually ask for it. Oh, my gosh, this is craziness. Now, there is an opportunity for them to get in line first. So it doesn't take effect until next year, June of 2022. That gives an authorization of an enforcement agency to enforce these requirements. So they got to hire people to enforce it. You know, then now we have the... Police uh, are going to, well, it won't be the police. It'll be a new police force, kind of like what we learned last week, the new Citizen Climate Corps. This will be the uh, Food Condiment Police Force. Kind of cool, actually. I want to be part of that. I bet they get six figures for doing that. They're a government job. So the first and second offense would result in a notice of violation, while the third and further violations would be an infraction punishable by a fine. $25 a day, not to exceed an annual total of $300. So you, you can decide, I'm going to give out package anyway and just pay the $300 annual fee. This is good governments, don't you see? This is exactly what Jefferson had in mind. He was thinking, man, I just want us to find people for taking care of the customer. California just signed a bill that said, uh, you hand out a packet of ketchup and the customer didn't ask, hell have no fury. Well, at least $300 of fury. That, by the way, that needs to be changed. I think it's so critical that we don't that we don't allow us to dispense unwanted product. I would raise the fine to at least double. I'd hire a complete force with guns and weapons to go into these restaurants and find them. I mean, first of all, we need the money. I mean, we need the money in California to dispense as we see fit. 
So let's just punish the restaurant. And when we find these people doing wrong, I mean, it is wrong. Let's just all admit it's wrong to hand out ketchup packages without being asked. Then they should be, this is the earth, Scott. And my great listeners, this is the earth we're talking about. And we only have one planet. I remember Barack Obama said that. We only have one planet. So we have to take care of it. No more ketchup unless asked. And even when they ask, we to argue with the customer. We should have a bill that says, no, no, we're arguing with you. All right, coming up, Philip Van Cleve from Virginia Citizens Defense League, LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into labeled packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers. It's called the Second Amendment. Number two on purpose. And it keeps you from being in a jungle, quite frankly. Protects the first one and all the rest of them. The Lee Brothers outside the capital of the Commonwealth, Virginia. Thanks for joining us. Richard is uh, not here. He's recovering from a heck of a summer. And we wish him the best as he is. Uh, he said he'd be back here next week. He swore to me. I, I believe him, too, quite frankly. The Gun Violence Prevention Group. I love the name of the Gun Violence Prevention Group. No, they're not. They're the anti-gun group. You want to prevent gun violence? Then let people protect themselves with firearms. Guns save lives. At least that is the sticker I see everywhere, thanks to the Virginia Citizens Defense League, who is an awesome organization who probably knows all about this new campaign launch. $500,000 ad campaign here in Virginia to target eight Virginia House races and the governor's race. These people... uh, are hell-bent on making sure you have very few options to protect yourself. And remember, Terry McAuliffe told us how many people are dying a day. Uh, this is not what today is about, but there are too many guns on the street. Too many. We lose 93 million Americans a day a to day. gun violence. I mean, I've long talked about this. He's long talked about 93 million people die a day from gun violence. That's a lot. <laughs> Joining me right now is Philip Van Cleve from the Virginia Citizens Defense League, the president, that is. Hey, Philip. 
say. Uh, he probably believes that number still. <laughs> I think, in all fairness, <laughs> at the end of that press conference, someone confronted him and go, what are you talking about? And he goes, I'm at, nine, I'm at 93 a day, 93. And I don't even know if that's accurate, but... <laughs> Anyway, he's yeah. only off by how many zeros? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He didn't miss it that far. Come on. All right. So I know you know this, but um, th- this g- gun violence group, they got, we had half a million dollars flooding into Virginia. We, you know, I, I am so, this is about disinformation, Philip. It's what it is. I mean, they're telling the American yeah. people, like Phil, like uh, T-Mac just said in the ethnic, there's too many guns on the street. Just that statement by itself inflicts fear into the hearts of Virginia, and it shouldn't. Right. Yeah. In fact, I'd, I'd love to see those guns in the street because I have to buy mine. I've, I've looked in the gutters. I've looked everywhere. I have yet to find one laying in the street. And, and, oh, I could save a fortune, but uh, and if, and would if you be laying, limited to one gun in the gutter of a street a uh, month? One gutter. Yeah, right. And if the gun is laying there, it really doesn't have little feet. It's not chasing people around shooting. It's an inanimate object. It must be picked up by a bad guy and used in a bad way to be harmful. Or it could be held in the arms of a law-abiding citizen, which is every single concealed and carry permit holder who has a firearm to protect themselves. So guns save lives. They don't really, on their own, as an inanimate object laying in the street, hurt people. Right. And, and, and the whole idea of, in, uh, you know, on the street. Well, uh, let me tell you, those people believe that the guns in the hands of people like you and me, people with permits, uh, you know, all the two and a half million gun owners in Virginia, all of those are on the street. As far as they're concerned, they're not really talking about criminals getting their hands on. They don't want any of us to have them. You know, we are the people that they're worried about. Uh, You know, if they were worried about criminals, then maybe they wouldn't be turning them loose as easily as they are right now. No, that doesn't seem to be an issue. Defunding the police. Oh, what what could go wrong with that? You know, uh, you know, but no. Oh, boy. You know, there's just too many guns on the street. So we're the target. That's always been the case. This is not about crime. Uh, in fact, think of it this way. I mean, if you, uh, to, to stop drunk driving, would you take all the sober drivers off the road? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what they're doing in essence is they're, they're, they're taking, they're, they're trying to restrict people like me. I've never committed a crime. I, I'll lower the crime rate by zero if they took away all my guns. Well, incredibly, so, and they know that. Incredibly good point. I mean, that, that's exactly why you're running the Virginia Citizen Defense League. Tell tell our listeners this every town for gun safety group. Who are these guys? Well, it's really Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg is a control freak. He always has been. Uh, I don't know what it is, but he just is. Um, and when he was governor of, of uh, or mayor of New York City. Uh, as mayor, he was trying to ban, you know, you couldn't have uh, sugary soft drinks over a certain size. I mean, that's how ridiculous how much he wants to control everybody. It's a big thing for him. And uh, gun control has got the word control in it. That needs to be the part that's in uppercase because that's what it's really about. At the end of the day, uh, you can't control people that are lawfully armed the way you can control people that are that all they can do is throw a rock at you or something. So and that's why uh, they want to disarm us, because then you've got a population you can control because you, you have nothing to defend yourself with against a, to a government turned tyrannical. How, how important is this governor's race in your mind? It's very important. Uh, it's very important. Uh, now, if you notice, McAuliffe himself has been very quiet on guns, as, as have pretty much the Democrats. You know, right now, what you've got is attack ads coming from gun, gun control groups. 
that mostly all of them backed by Bloomberg or Soros. Bloomberg's the big one there. He's just got this thing for gun control. So, um, you know, McAuliffe was saying, oh, yeah, who needs earlier? This is like six months ago. Who needs uh, AR-15s? We need to ban those. Nobody needs magazines that will hold more than 10 rounds. Nobody needs a suppressor. It went on and on and on. Then as we get close to the election, suddenly zip. Now you've got, again, you've got the attack dogs out there, but the candidates have been very quiet about guns all around. That's because they fear waking up that sleeping giant, and that's that sleeping giant of gun owners that we need to make sure awake. If you're if you're a gun owner and you're not registered to vote, shame on you. But you've got till the twelfth. You still have time to get get off your rear end, go down, and get registered to vote. And you can vote early. We're telling our members vote early and vote in person. You can go at your convenience during the week. You know, you can take off for lunch. And go vote, uh, and bring your friends and family with you. Maybe have lunch together and go vote. Uh, you can do that now and in person, and you don't have to worry about COVID uh, epsilon or whatever is going to be next coming up. <laughs> well, just magically right before election day, and oh well, we're sorry, but we we can't let people. You're going to have to stand in a line ten miles long. Now, we're, if you do it now, you get rid of all those problems and. You prevent somebody from stealing your vote because that's happened to people where they went to vote and they said, sorry, you've already voted. What? So vote now, vote early, protect that vote. And let's let's turn the ship around. This, 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 we're sailing towards the, the, the you know, the rocks. Yep. We've got to turn the ship around while there's still time to avoid hitting them. That's exactly but if right. We, if yep. we sit on our rear end, it's, it's, it's going to be up to us. If you didn't, if you don't vote, then you know, then you got a heavy weight hanging around your shoulder. No kidding, man. That's exactly why I wanted to have you on at at vcdl.org. You guys send out alerts, uh, Philip, and alerts are excellent, and they give this kind of information about uh, what's happening in Virginia and actually across the nation, which is very helpful. So I would encourage people to sign up at vcdl.org. Thanks, Philip. Good talking with you, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Talk yep. to you later. That's the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League. And if Richard is here, he'd say a truly great American. Actually, I believe it, too. It's just usually he says it. All right, coming up uh, more in 60 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at Mojo50.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Do you want a unique experience, a unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420 bourbonbowl.com 420bourbonbowl.com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers. That is a wrap of the radio program this week. 
And if Richard is here, he'd tell you what kind of rap it is. And I'm sure he's enjoying one right now. If not, you should be in just a second. Hey, I want to point you to the oppression identifier. This is at Babylon B. It's, it's just hilarious. It gives you four categories, disability, gender, race, creed, and bonus. If you read them, it's a chart. It tells you how to be oppressed. Your oppressed identifiers, how to identify how you're oppressed. It's hilarious and it's perfect. Go to uh, Babylon B. Should we put this? All right, we'll try to put this on our site, theleebrothers.com, and you can find the oppressor identifier. It's, it's. Uh, I, I wish you could laugh about it, but actually it makes you sad. You're like, this is where we are in today's culture? Because this is reality. That's what people do. They go through there and they try to find how to be, you know, their disability is their uh, buck tooth, okay? And they're gray gender and they're an elf uh, who fell down a well. So these are just examples of what it can be found there at the Babylon Bee. I think they're putting in their new book. They got a new book out. It's awesome. I've become a huge fan of Babylon Bee, by the way. And I'm a huge fan of The Federalist and get a lot of stuff there. Check them out. And check us out, theleebrothers.com. Why life jackets are mandatory, or at least they should be. You'll find it there. You'll find the defund police clip we talked about. And, of course, Fast Terry and It's a Republic, all at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. I would uh, encourage you to check out Mojo50 out all the time. Mojo50.com, 24-hour of the best libertarian conservative talk radio in the country. Mojo50, it's the brainchild of the former Doc Thompson, who is a great friend of ours, who we miss greatly. Check out mojo50.com, mojo50.com. Why not already Lee Brother bumper sticker? You can get one. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. That's our email, patriots at theleebrothers.com. You prefer liberty to tyranny? If you prefer founding father principles over the cancel culture and you want to make radio great again, join us here again next week as we continue down that path. Changing hearts and minds for the cause of freedom and liberty. See you next week. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.